Thursdays are for stress crying. Episode 6 of Thursdays are for the girls. My name is Emily. I'm Kennedy. And I'm Molly. And we're your hosts. Guys, it's week 6. That's crazy. It's been a month and a half. That's how many weeks 6 is? That is. Also half of 12. That it, okay, yes. So we're halfway to 4 months of this podcast. 3 months of this. What? 12 weeks is 3 months, three months of this podcast. Math. Math. We're really good at it. Like Emily said, we're here with episode six. We're gonna talk sports today. The NCAA preseason top 25 just came out for men's and women's basketball. And then we're also gonna talk some college football because what the heck is going on in college football? A lot. Or actually not a lot because no one's playing. But no, we'll get into it. <laughs> <laughs> because no one is playing. Well, how have your weeks been? They were good. I went home last weekend. I missed her a lot. That was really exciting. It was a long weekend of a lot of nothing. I don't know about you, but I've been editing all day, all all weekend, and up until twelve o'clock today, one o'clock today, I was editing my thesis film. So that was exciting. Ah. Sorry, I just dragged my computer. Y'all, if you could see Emily's stitches, they're disgusting. It's one stitch. It's like a centimeter long, and it's, it's a black. scab now. It's a scab. I stabbed myself. It's going to be black. I don't think it's supposed to be black. Oh, my God. It's not black. It's red if you look closely. It's a scab. Deep purple. I do not want to look closely, but thank you. Yeah, thank you for the offer. I get to go. I think here it's black, so we're going with that. I get to cut the string out and... Two days. Stop. I'm hey. literally gonna vomit. Let's move so, on. Something, something new. Something else, please. Let's talk about literally anything else. The Bachelorette. Tasha's here. Claire's gone. Thank God. Amen. Dale's from South Dakota. We'll never get over it. Bennett's my favorite. Bennett's so funny. And I know we talked about him reminding you guys of me. Or if I was anyone, I guess not reminding. No, you would. You would pick him. Yeah. Hi, Wally. Have we made the Rory disclaimer? No, we haven't. <laughs> but if you hear any tapping, like paws, or chewing or licking of any sort, it's our puppy. She's making a guest appearance this yeah. week. She's really adorable. She just... She's about to jump onto Molly's computer. She just needs a lot of attention. Guys, listen. It is time for... Tweets of the week. The week, 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 week. Anyone want to kick us off? I don't have a tweet, but my dad does tag me in Facebook posts all the time. So I'm using one of those as my tweets of the week. It's not funny, but it's just really impressive. Earlier today, my dad tagged me in this post and it was about Greg Maddox, who used to pitch for the Braves. And it it basically said that in over 20,000 batters faced in his whole career, he only had 133 batters that saw a 3-0 count. Wait, what? He faced 20,421 batters in his entire career, right? And only 133 of them ever saw a 3-0 count. Greg, that's why Greg Maddox is literally, he was my favorite person to watch playing baseball growing up. That's insane. Yeah. He's also the pitcher that I talk about all the time that used to throw complete games in under 100 pitches just for fun, just on the regular. Me too. 
Uh, so that's, that's my tweet of the week, AKA my dad tagged me in it on Facebook. Post of the week. Kennedy, what do you got? Okay, if you watch The Bachelorette, you'll kind of understand this tweet. Claire, every time she really wants to like make a point, she says, I swear on my dad's grave. And someone tweeted, Claire needs to stop swearing on her dad's grave that they didn't talk. He's going to be so pissed when he's forced to come back and haunt her ass when Dale dumps her. I hated Claire so much. I was like all for her in the beginning because she is older right. and like I was giving her a lot of credit. But if you've been on the show like 87 times and you still haven't found someone, I feel like it might be you, not everybody else. Also, her whole story of like meeting Dale and falling in love in two weeks is literally my worst nightmare. Mm-hmm. That sounds awful. Getting engaged after knowing someone for two weeks. That's what Khloe Kardashian did with Lamar Odom. And well, look how that turned out. Well, he was like on drugs and cheated on her and Again. Stuff. Look how that turned out. Okay, you, that's fair. You, you're telling me you can know enough about someone in two weeks? No. Exactly. Absolutely not. Yeah. Now, my tweet has to do with something that Molly discussed last week about Blake Snell and Kevin Cash. It, just to give you a little backup, Kevin Cash pulled Blake Snell in the sixth inning of a World Series game that he shouldn't have been pulled from. The tweet is, the action of Blake Snell pitching a perfect game to the sixth inning, Kevin Cash, colon. And then there's a video, and the video uh, is of Joe Biden jogging to the podium when he did when his, he like, did his speech. Yeah. It's just like a casual jog. Hey, everyone. Welcome. I just, I laughed at it so hard. And I think it's really funny. Speaking of Kevin Cash, Florida baseball won, yeah, swept the manager of the year. Heck yeah. The Marlins and the Rays both had the manager of the year in their prospective leagues. Big Florida baseball game. I was going to say that. <laughs> the whole night, Kennedy and I have been saying the exact same thing, so this ought to go interesting. <laughs> and those were your tweets of the week. The week. The week. 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 Well, let's get into this. This. These. This. Whoa. These here. These here topics. Let's get into these here topics. What do we got first? NCAA men's AP poll top 25 preseason. That was a lot of words. You still never said basketball. <laughs> just men. They're just ranking top 25 men. Oh my God. We should Next do that. Episode. Next episode, stay yeah, tuned. Yeah, but it's from the NCAA. Could you imagine? They're just like, these are our top 25 men. Top 25 day. men in sports. Nick Saban would 100% be on that list. He would 100% be number Who one. Who would be on the AP top 25 men list? I'm sure they would put Trevor Lawrence on there. <laughs> they put two on there. Yeah. You only get 25, though, out of all of college sports. Are we, do, are we oh, just um, doing, like, this? Um, Mike Krzyzewski. Uh-huh. I'm going to let you I'm gonna let you take that one. The preseason men's basketball poll came out. I'm excited for basketball because I just feel like things are getting back to normal and 2020 is healing itself. But Listen, let, don't get too ahead of yourself. That's true. All right, who's on the list? Who shouldn't be on the list? Who should be on the list? Number one, Gonzaga. Gonzaga. Well, number one was like a close. I was about to say, it was a toss-up between yeah. the two of them. Because if you look at it, Baylor got 24 first place votes and Gonzaga got 28. 
That's a very split. The people cannot decide. Well, they did decide. Well, they decided pe- Gundaga. Number three, my favorite <laughs> V school, Villanova. Oh, my v school. <laughs> they are my favorite V school. They are my favorite V school. Yeah. I feel like. Yeah, what else you have? You have Villanova, Virginia, Virginia Tech, West Virginia. Well, well they're a W V school. They're a W school. I guess. They Again, go in the Wisconsin. Vanderbilt. Ooh. Okay. Vanderbilt is my second favorite V school. All right, anyways. Here's the thing. I put Virginia over Villanova just because Virginia's head coach is a good-looking man. Mm-hmm. I do not know this yet, but I will confirm and report back in a few minutes. <laughs> Surprisingly not in the top five is the Blue Bloods of college basketball. Mm-hmm. Duke and Kentucky coming in at 9 and 10, respectively. Yes. I was looking through the list, and I, it was like, you know how when they release the top 25, there's like, number one, and like a paragraph about them? Right. I was reading, and I was scrolling, and scrolling, and scrolling, and I was like, where are they? No Duke, no Duke, no Duke, no Duke. I think that, just like college basketball, college, or no. I was supposed to say, we are talking about college basketball. Just like college football, college basketball is going to be weird this year. Michigan's pretty low, Ken. Sorry, I just completely cut you off. In college basketball? Yeah. They're also low in football. I was about to say. Uh, low, low. I would say that basketball-wise, they're still in, like, their second year under a new head coach. Mm-hmm. And so they're still kind of in a transitional period. I always say give a coach somewhere around four years to kind of make his mark on a team. So I will give him some time i will say they did win that tournament in the bahamas last year and historically the team that wins the tournament in the bahamas wins the title that year so i'm not gonna say that michigan would have won the national championship in basketball last year but i think they would have won the national championship in basketball last year we never know the world may never know because it never happened i cannot wait for freaking basketball to come back I think one thing to talk about is Kansas was number one at the end of last season, and yeah. now they're uh, six. That's why I, I, I was surprised that they were so low, or not, they're not so low, they're number six, but that they were lower than top five. But I think Ooh. it just comes down to, to who decided to stay, who decided to withdraw from the draft and, and the recruiting classes for this year. Yeah, basketball's really interesting this year because of how the NBA, NBA draft went, like, Guys were allowed to put their name into the draft process, go through, like, most of it, and then be like, yeah, just kidding. So many players now are going to smaller but good schools so that they have a chance to actually play. We've seen that trend a lot just in sports in general, where guys have had offers from, like, the program. So they've had... In basketball, they've had offers from Duke. In football, they've had offers from Alabama. But they decide to go elsewhere because when you, like, even when it comes down to stuff like that, when you have to decide on, like, what team you're going to play for, it's do you want to be kind of, like, average for a really great team or in, like, maybe risk not even getting any playing time or do you want to be the best on an average team? Mm-hmm. And so, and like get, like be guaranteed that playing time. And so I think a lot of guys who have those offers from those big schools have went with maybe those average programs or those programs that are rebuilding and deciding or trying to get somewhere else. So I think that 
it comes down to guys want to play. And so people aren't like, hey, I'm going to go to Duke because it's Duke anymore. The thought process is I'm going to go somewhere, I'm going to play, and I'm going to be able to contribute, and I'm going to – and that's kind of what coaches are saying now. Like, yes, you can – go to Duke or Kentucky or Kansas or one of those, or you can come here to Baylor or Gonzaga and contribute to a program that you believe in and that you'll play in and the whole nine yards. And it's the same for every other sport. Do you think it's different for basketball though, because of the one and done rule? Because you don't have time to sit behind someone else. No, absolutely. I do think that because you have to go to college for at least a year, you're, you want to be able to play and make an impact on the court Mm -hmm. no matter how good the team does at the end of it it's a prime example of being a big name in a program that you are the reason that program gets recognition that's kind of what you want to be in college basketball nowadays because of the one and done rule and because of the fact that you have to go to college for at least a year, mm-hmm. you want to be the player that brings attention to a program, and that's how you get noticed. So that's literally what Colin Sexton did when he came to Alabama. Because mm-hmm. there are always going to be the players that are like, oh, no matter what, I'm going to the program. So there are always, like, Alabama's going to continue to get good recruits because there are always going to be the guys who are like, yes, I'm going to Alabama. Right. Also, there are always going to be the guys like, your Jalen Waddles and your Devontae Smiths who get the starting job, Mm -hmm. but those programs aren't going to fail. Right. It's just whether or not other programs are going to start succeeding. Yeah, I think that's that's a good take. I think something that we can all agree upon is our excitement for Alabama basketball. Listen, basketball is my third favorite sport, and it's a very far third there's a gap after football, after college football, just a huge gap. But Alabama basketball gets me so excited. Mm-hmm. And we did not make the top 25, but we did get 50 votes. So we have a solid ass team. I'm so excited. I think the fact that Herb Jones put his name into the draft and then John Petty. John uh-huh. Petty put his name into the draft and then retracted that is huge for Alabama basketball. Mm -hmm. And I also think that it's Nate Oates' second year as the head coach here. Um, So he's kind of in the same boat as Dewan Howard at Michigan. They're both working with programs that and still trying to get used to these programs. But I will say I love the blue-collar basketball mentality that Alabama men's basketball has right now, and I think it's going to push them even further. People like Herb Jones have an opportunity to succeed at Alabama because Herb Jones is Herb Jones is a really athletic person, but he's not necessarily the best basketball player. Mm-hmm. But because Nate Oates has that mentality of you get in, you do your job, you grind, that's why Herb Jones is successful in a program like this. And I think Herb Jones has improved so much over the last year because of that mindset that Nate Oates is putting into our team. You have to get the loose balls and you have to grab the rebound until you have possession to then go and score the basket. Mm-hmm. You can't grab the rebound and score before or you can't go and score the basket before you get the ball right and i think like it's so important that he is focusing so much on fundamentals and working hard and being tough on the floor and i think it'll make them all better in the long run mm-hmm. well college basketball is so much more a fundamentals game than an athleticism game because i will stand by that because i don't like watching the nba so much because it's j- like so many men just relying on the fact that they're big and strong 
Avery, like Avery, the reason Avery Johnson wasn't successful here, obviously there were a lot of reasons he wasn't successful here as a head coach. But one of the biggest things I think is that he came from the NBA and just had this thought process that we can just play NBA style basketball and we don't have to focus on free throw shooting and all of this stuff. And now with Nate Oates, Herb Jones is hitting one-handed free throws with his non-dominant hand. Like that would never have happened under Avery Johnson. And I'm just really impressed with the way it, Nate Oates manages this team. I'm really glad a lot of the players gave him a chance because a lot of the players really did like Avery Johnson's style coaching. And I think... Mm-mm. I think they realized that the best no, thing for no, them... they were not happy with Avery Johnson by the time he left. I did not know that. Yeah. I mean, they weren't. They didn't, like, hate him or anything, but, like, they didn't... I think they realized it wasn't what they needed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, they, they were never not. going to be successful yeah. under Avery Johnson. Well, the problem was... His main problem was that he didn't recruit beyond the Southeast. Or beyond the yeah. state of Alabama, really. Like, Nate Oates has went all over the country, even into Canada, to, like, get these players. And he didn't... He's not just looking for incoming freshmen. Like, he's looking for transfer students and, like, grad transfers. And that's the biggest thing that's... That's what's made our program go... Like, to do a complete 180 is because he didn't wait for a recruiting class to come in. He created one himself. Yeah, I think getting Nate Oates is one of the best decisions we could have made. Yeah. Oh, for sure. So, talking about, like, players who commit to coaches instead of committing to programs, how do we feel about that? If a a coach leaves, do you abandon the program you committed to, or do you stick with the program and... Whoever the next coach is, you stick with them. Listen, I don't, uh, I don't have experience playing in college, but I do have some experience in not really enjoying my coaches. Mm-hmm. I guess I have, I'm split because I have two different experiences that went two different ways. They're one of the biggest reasons I quit the sport of diving, which I kind of regret doing, was because I did not like my coach and he did not make the sport fun for me and I I just didn't like it. So I I never really, I, I didn't do full year diving um, at, at, after seventh grade. I just did school and summer diving because that's when I had the most fun and when I felt like I was improving the most. And then on the other hand, so like in that sense, like if you're not having fun and you're not loving the game because your coach is making you not like your sport anymore, I understand. And if I, so I think that it's really necessary to find someone that inspires you and makes you better and stuff like that. On the other hand, I played for the same AAU basketball team from sixth grade until junior year of high school and there was one year where I hated my coaches but I knew that the my old coach was going to be my my coach the next year and the higher-ups in the organization respected me and knew me and liked me so uh, and I loved them too so like and I had friends and and blah, blah blah so I stayed with the organization for the year so it's just like it depends on what the situation is because mm-hmm. I think, like, if you've been with a team for three years and the coaches leave, and I don't know, it just depends on your personal situation, I think, just case by case. I don't think I could really say either or. One thing you also have to think about is that, yes, head coaches have an impact on recruiting, but a lot of the times they're not the main recruiter. Mm-hmm. And so that's, that's something that 
it's obviously situational and like you said I don't think there's one way that's right or one way that is wrong but like most programs the guy who's out there actually meeting the families and actually recruiting them is not going to be the head coach it's going to mm -hmm. be an assistant or some other position um and so if they're not leaving then that make that is maybe more make what then that makes a player more inclined to probably stay with the program because they weren't necessarily heavily recruited by the actual right. head coach. The person that they have the relationship with. Is right. Still. Yeah. I was always the person that was like, you commit to a program, you don't commit to a coach. Like, you should have the mentality that you're a team before you're, uh, you're committing to like this right. singular person. But at the same time, it comes down to, if you're a basketball player, you get one year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you can have all four if you really want them, but not many players are going to take all four years. But you get one year to make it so that the NBA wants you. So at that point, you want someone who's going to be able to coach. And I think that's why choosing between Avery Johnson's Alabama basketball team and choosing between Nate Oates' Alabama basketball team is such a big difference. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, we've talked college basketball top 25, and now college football top 25 Except college football top 25 right now is just something else. Tis. Tis something else. We're number one. Okay. <laughs> I, no, let's just, let's, let's take start a, there. Let's park here for a minute. So, obviously, if you pay attention to college football, the big game of the week was Clemson losing to Notre Dame this past weekend. A great game. And... I almost said Carson Wentz. We missed the end of that game. Oh, yeah, you'll talk about that. tight about that, um, Trevor Lawrence obviously was not there because of COVID. He was on the sideline. Um, don't really get that, but whatever. But, so Clemson was number one. They dropped to number four. Obviously, now Alabama has jumped up to number one. But growing up an Alabama fan, I can't express to you how much I hate being number one unless it is at the end of the season. I would rather I would rather take a toothpick and stick it under my toenail than be what number the in the middle of the season. I would rather I would rather kick a wall. Okay. No, why did you say the toothpick thing? Because because I hate being number one in the regular season. Okay, I don't Hold like on. feet. I don't Hold either. On. Hold on. What? So do you? There's only three weeks left of the season. Right. I only want to be number one at the end of the season. Going into the so playoffs, like after rivalry week. No, I'm talking about I want to go into the national championship game being ranked two, three, or four. Oh. At the end of the season, the so, season. So, I do not want to be number one up until. No, I get that because when we've gone into national championships as number one in my time here, it right, didn't go very I also, well. I also hate this number one because everyone's like, oh well, you're number one because Clemson lost, but Clemson lost because Trevor Lawrence wasn't there. So it's like we already have people already have contingencies, right? With us being number one. Yes. Also, I'm gonna say this, and I know like a lot of people and like Nick Saban himself are like, rankings don't matter, blah blah. blah. These kids subconsciously they're like I'm number one no matter how much it affects them it could be like a tiny tiny bit but like if you're number one you're always expected obviously to stay there but it's a lot easier to kind of fight for the number one spot than to stay there 
if the season were to end right now, the playoffs would be Alabama versus Clemson mm-hmm. and Notre Dame versus Ohio State in the semifinals. And then the winners of those two games would go to the national championship. I honestly think that would be kind of entertaining. The first national championship ever was Ohio State versus Alabama. And I, that's absolutely no, – there's no way Notre Dame's beating Ohio State. I really do not think Notre Dame is the second best team in the country right now, but they just beat Clemson, who is the number one team. So it's the, the, the only logical place for them to be is number two right now. Ohio State can't jump Notre Dame yet because they've played three games that's the problem with that's my only like qualm with the AP poll right now is that you have some teams who are three games in you have some teams who are eight games in Mm -hmm. you have some teams who are from the same conference who are further ahead than other teams because their games have been canceled so far so it's like everyone's on a different playing field and everyone's on a different scale and there's no you can get an accurate reading of where teams are like as a whole right if you're actually ranking like the ACC, Notre Dame is above Clemson, but only by half a game. Right. Because Clemson has played eight games, but Notre Dame's only played seven because they had a canceled right. a game canceled due. But to this sets us up for an interesting rematch because of the way that Notre Dame joined the ACC. They could play Clemson again in the ACC championship. I think they definitely play Clemson again in the I don't ACC see championship I don't see because there's else right. Who's going to beat them? Georgia Tech. Virginia I'm Tech. Sure they already played on them. Them. All of them. Georgia Tech is the one that got obliterated by Clemson, like seventy-three to three. Oh yeah, and that's but Trevor Lawrence threw his first interception since two thousand eighteen. Aw, poor baby. And then he got COVID and had to. Sit I have a question to pose. Okay. 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 So I gotta set this up. Okay. So I know we're gonna talk about this in a second, but since Alabama's game has been postponed this weekend mm-hmm. we're not playing a game we're not playing lsu this weekend because the tigers have corona again oh mm, no but actually you know get better corona is mm. bad anyway as someone who had it yes rona is bad <laughs> um, to set the scene what do you think happens to our ranking if notre dame wins this weekend mm-hmm. and clemson wins this weekend and Ohio State wins this weekend. Do you think our ranking changes? No. No. It's really hard. This is the thing. A, it's really hard to move a team down on a week. Because you have to think about it like this. I'm not saying the AP poll is 100% subjective. But the AP poll is 100% subjective. Because it's literally people who go into a room, sit down, and say, this is who I think is number one. This is who I think is number two. This is who I think is number three. It's literally Associated Press sports writers. Like, they get the final say. Okay, it's really hard to move a team down on a win. It's really hard to move a team up on a loss. It's really hard to move a team down when they don't play. Yeah. Because it's 100% subjective. I'll give it, like, 95% subjective. No, I agree. So, going beyond the top five, or the top four at least, Georgia-Florida thought it was going to be a better game than it was. I don't have anything good to say about Georgia. I will say, I'm a big Florida gal. And we said... said Let's... Hold on, hold on. I need you... Before you go any further, I would like to clarify what you mean. You're a big state of Florida gal or University of Florida gal, or you like Kyle Trask and Kyle Pitts. Like, they're they're both named Kyle. That's such a Florida thing. Okay, five things. One. Okay. I will take seventy-five Kyle Pitts. I'll take a million of them. Two. Just one. I went. I. (laughs) (laughs) I really just take the one. I said five things. Now I have to come up with four more things. Two. I. 
I'm a Marlins fan. I'm a Rays fan. I'm going to say, I'm a Florida football fan. I, I won't forgive you for that one. Well, here's the thing. Known. Here's the thing. Florida football is the team that I'm always like, they're going to be good this year. This is the year they're going to make it to the SEC championship. And they finally did it. When we made Tim Tebow cry in 2009, I've never felt joy like that. Never in my life again. My I remember sitting there and my dad would just rewind it and we would just watch him cry. I was an Alabama fan yet, so... Like, I'm conditioned I wasn't to even hate a football fan. <laughs> okay, three. Okay. Okay, Disney World. D- Disney World. That's not to Okay, hold on. Three. My sister is like, Florida's in her top. My God, right. Florida's in my Jill's top. Is in her top I um, think. college I choices. Don't actually well, actually, it was until their school of education burned down. Oh, and no. Well, it didn't burn down. It caught on fire, and she would technically be in the school of education when she goes to college. No, I would like to offer another rebuttal to literally any of your points. <laughs> and it's just a name, and I won't is elaborate. Is it Dan Mullen? No, I do not like him either, but Urban Meyer, in quote, in statement. Okay, Urban I, Meyer I may be the devil. He is! <laughs> he is literally the Satan. Also, he faked having, like, a heart condition, a heart attack. Remember when he, like, to get out of coaching. Of- Whose name is Urban? Well, yes. He didn't get to pick that, so I don't think we can it doesn't matter. Okay. Your name, your name tells me everything I need to know about you. It's like I'm sorry, Urban Outfitters. Okay, okay. Oh wait, I still have two more Florida takes. Okay. Four. <laughs> I think that at earlier on in this season, we said that the winner of the Florida Georgia game. Also, I call it the Florida. Four is I call it the Florida Georgia game, and that in my head just automatically means that Florida. Because, like, depending on where you go to school or, like, which team you're a fan of, you say that team first. And I, I've always just said Florida, Georgia, because I think it sounds better. Okay, well, I... I <laughs> Those I were really fun. It was don't really agree like with you when we're talking about the University of Florida. If we're talking about Florida baseball teams, different story. Here's the but, thing. I don't like Dan Mullen. I'm not really a Kyle Trask fan. I don't like Kyle Trask. It's I, just I don't dislike Kyle Trask, but Florida I don't really football. care about I'm kind of like... Yeah, right. I would wear a Florida football jersey. Well, I'm going to be honest with you. I thought Georgia was going to win this game, or at least keep it a lot closer than it was. I didn't I didn't expect that, so that was definitely interesting. Georgia and their quarterback situation is really funny to me. My dad and I were talking about this. They, for the entire offseason, were so adamant about finally having a, yes. a quarterback. Jake Fromm is gone, but we've got someone, and now they're on Stetson Bennett, who like threw his shoulder out. Just a train wreck. But it's just the concept of... I feel like their quarterback situation is so unfortunate. I feel like I could write yeah. a song about someone named Stetson Bennett. It would be a Taylor Swift song. Oh, definitely. A couple of other things in the top 25 that I think are really interesting. Coastal Carolina. Okay, here's the thing. Coastal Carolina is a baseball school. That is also true. And nobody mm-hmm. can change my mind about that. No, I agree with you. That's all I wanted to add, is that they're a baseball school. Right. Well, their football team right now is 7-0, and they're the only undefeated team in the state of South Carolina. So my question is, are they the real deal, or is this just a Cinderella COVID story? Can I ask you a question? Yeah. What conference is Coastal Carolina play? Coastal Carolina is in the... If you'll give me enough time, I bet I can look it up. Hold on, I'm looking. Carolina. The Sun Belt Conference. Yeah, my, my favorite conference, for sure, the Sun Belt I love Sun. Can you name another Sun Belt Conference team? Arizona State. Are you sure? I think that's true. No, I'm like I'm like two percent. Oh wait, hold on. Two <laughs> percent sure. My brain said ASU. They have the 
Maybe they're fish, the sun right? devils. They're the sun devils. They're Who's definitely the in the Pac-12. Th- that's Arizona State's in the Pac-12. Arizona- I'll tell you who's in the Sun Belt. Mm-hmm. Um, who have they beat? Who is Coastal Carolina beat? Let's talk about that. Co- I know they've beaten South Alabama. Because okay. Yes. Have they beat Southern Miss? Do they have beaten Eastern Michigan. <laughs> oh no, that was last year. <laughs> they have. What year is it? year is it? 2020. Oh, they have beaten. Probably the year of the rat. Oh, Kansas. Oh, shit. Campbell. Arkansas State. Louisiana Lafayette. Georgia Southern. They're also ranked. They're number 25. South Alabama. And then they play Troy this Saturday. So here's the thing. No, they haven't beaten many people that are worthy of being beaten but they're undefeated mm-hmm. and they're, they're really fun to watch they're just out there having fun right i agree i think when it comes to college football i'm all for a non-power five conference making their way into the top 25 mm-hmm. western michigan the year that they made it to oh god what bowl game was it it was like a big bowl game they played like minnesota or something i don't really know mm-hmm. it was i'm all for that right a non and then that was all PJ Flex doing and like that's right. where that comes from but when you have a non-power five school who can contend and play with the big dogs I'm all for it I think uh, that's exciting I think they should have some version of um a bigger tournament for college football well college football well, they don't have a tournament in the first place so no that's I, an I know some for some form of a bigger tournament they like a March Madness tournament yeah. at all in the first place no i know that why that would that would you're talking it would extend the what season you're saying so much. is literally expanding the playoffs okay because don't expand the playoffs now because this gets me to Kennedy's back to basketball kind of because i feel like march madness it gives so many teams a chance to get their name out there and it gives smaller schools in non-power five conferences a chance to be not just a small school. Right. March Madness is kind of different, though, because seats 13 through 17, 17, 16, 13 through 16 and all of the the four regions are all not Division 1A teams. They're like Division 1B. Is that what they're called? Sure. Basically, like not an FBS team, an FCS team. Um, So that's where that comes from. But I think that that's kind of where bowl season comes into play. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm a fan of like the nobody bowl games. I think A oh, they're I the most them. fun to watch. Yeah. Because it's these teams that they both have something to I went to the freaking Quick Lane Bowl, which is in Detroit, Michigan. Mm-hmm. And it was Pitt versus Eastern Michigan. And it may have been one of the most fun football games I've ever been to. Yeah. It was absolutely ridiculous. I did not care who won the game it was just so much fun like the atmosphere and the bands were incredibly entertaining and it was just fun to kind of be in that environment right i think that one of the reasons that a tournament doesn't make any sense in college football like uh like it does for basketball or at least a tournament that big is that in basketball you have players moving around a lot more quickly than you do in college football Mm -hmm. so it's easier for a no uh quote unquote nobody team to become somebody mm-hmm. in basketball 
than it is for a nobody team in football. Like, football, you have to establish a program, and it takes a longer time to yeah. build it up. I just don't think it makes sense in college yeah, football. Yeah, I agree. Well, no, I mean, I kind of agree. I Like, I understand your point, but I also think... I think it's because of the fact that I haven't been a football fan for very long. I don't know the structure very well, and I know the structure of a basketball, of basketball more. But also that when you have like the bowl games, you said they're really entertaining to watch. But two not so well known teams playing each other isn't getting them the publicity. It's not or, about publicity though. You can't no. just have. You can't just. That's be not like, what Oh, we're gonna is. let everyone in so that these teams can get their name out there. Like it. It can't work that way. Well, I mean it in the sense where like. Not like, oh, these schools are now popular, but now that, like, people are seeing that these schools are a, a thing. Like, Iona playing, Iona is in the MAAC conference. I, I am from the town that, that it's in. Them going, going into the NCAA tournament and playing North Carolina, yeah, they were going to get slaughtered. Mm-hmm. But it allowed other players that were getting recruited to see that, that Iona was even a school in the first place. Mm-hmm. I just think basketball and football are their structures aren't similar enough for that to work in college football. I don't want to say... Like, it definitely works for basketball, and I think that's how it should be for basketball. And, like, I love March Madness, and I love the tournament, and I think Mm -hmm. that it fits for the way that basketball works, but it's just, it's not a comparison to football Mm -hmm. because of the way that football is already structured. And the way, the thing is, I keep going back to this, and it's going to probably make me sound like a total bitch, but... The whole time we've been having this conversation, all I can think about is that football and basketball are not the same sport. And I'm not saying that football is more athletic than basketball because that's absolutely not the same thing. Basketball requires so much skill that it's absolutely ridiculous. But football is so much of a contact sport and like a literally literal beating each other to the ground type sport Mm -hmm. that I don't think players could handle a tournament like okay, yeah, the NCAA tournament. There's no way that I'm not saying you're saying expand it to 64 teams like that, like March Madness is, but even expanding the playoff to it's, like 14 yeah. teams, players cannot handle that many minutes of like it takes six months from players to recover for players to recover from a regular college football season there's no way they could recover like it would take that much longer for them to recover from i agree with you there like it's way different to recover from a physical like there's no way for your body to handle the physical tiredness rather than mental tiredness and i feel like basketball Mm -hmm. is a lot of mental football is literally just a lot of like like when we were talking last week we talked this weekend a little bit when we were watching the um clemson notre dame game about linemen literally just like aching Mm -hmm. and like linemen go down for a minute because they literally like their knees are bothering that's where they all have the braces right like linemen come out on the field and they look bionic because they're covered in like braces and stuff like that and so i think that it comes down to i don't think a football season could handle being expanded you're already playing And exactly, like in the NFL, you play a 16 game season and then you play, oh God, how many weeks is the postseason? The playoff? Mm-hmm. Like, it's like a few no more idea. weeks on top of that. Right. But in college football, you play 12 games and then you play one, maybe two post-season, quote unquote, postseason right. games. And I think that that's where 
they're also spread out a lot. Exactly. And you get a bye week in there mm-hmm. somewhere and you're only playing once a week. And it's just, it just stems from the fact that football is such a body on body, beat them to the ground type of sport. Basketball is also a little different because you have so many less players mm-hmm. on the court, on the field at a time, mm-hmm. that one player can make all the difference. In football, one player is not going to make all the difference. I, That's just not how it works in it. And, sorry. It and if they do way. make exactly. all the difference, they're at a Power 5 school. Right, but again, if they're at a Power 5 school, they're not going to be the only one who's making the difference. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's just the talent level. There's just That's my thing about college football is that, like, there's just such a gap. Yes. Not even after Power 5 conferences, even within Power 5 conferences, that it's just not, the talent level's not as close as it is in basketball. So, talking about smaller schools, and this is why I think college football doesn't need any sort of extended tournament, is because in the top 25 right now, there are several schools that are getting their name out there and that have the opportunity, or they're taking advantage of the COVID season at least. Mm-hmm. Liberty? Liberty kind of came out of nowhere. They're also undefeated. Mm -hmm. But when I talk about Liberty, I want to talk more about Hugh Freeze because I think that Hugh Freeze ends up in a prominent coaching position sooner rather than later. Like, I think he makes his way back to the SEC, the ACC, one of the top Power Five conferences very, very soon because of what he's done at Liberty, because of the success that they're having. Sometimes... You can be in a different league and not be successful. Mm-hmm. Go somewhere else, be successful. And that's kind of where, like, sometimes it just takes a change of scenery for you to realize what you need to be doing and how to improve your coaching style. You take it back to the basics. It's kind of what we were talking about earlier. You can't necessarily, it's it's really hard to make the jump, even from coordinator to power five school Mm -hmm. from another you already have a head coaching job and you made that jump it's it's so different it's so hard and that's why like lane kiffin he went from power five took a step back went to a smaller school a smaller conference and then was able to make that jump back to a power five school and have success because he established a program established who he was going to be as a head coach and then made that jump i think that's why hugh freeze wasn't successful at first why jeremy pruitt isn't successful now is because going and tennessee wasn't even good to begin with but they're still they still have the power five they still play power five teams and that's the problem Mm -hmm. i will say fun fact about hugh freeze Mm -hmm. that i just learned upon a quick google i was just looking at his coaching history because i think it's pretty interesting Uh he coached michael orr yeah, oh. he's in uh, he's in the uh, the blind side in the movie. I just think that's really interesting. Well, no, I think is Houston not the one in the blind side? I don't Houston know. Nick Sa- Nick Saban is the head that's coach. His at- name? Houston Nutt. Yeah. Hold on, wait. Nick Saban is the head coach at LSU in Listen, that movie. Listen, you you just at, you just looked at me and said, yeah, like I would know that. Sorry. I have been a football fan for negative four years. Sorry. Did you know Nick Saban is the head coach at LSU in the blind side? I did know that. Good. Because he wears the LSU shirt. Yeah, it's really weird. I don't like that movie because of that reason. I actually really love that movie, but... I like that movie too a lot. It's so good. Sandra Bullock's a queen. I really resonate with the character of Leanne Tui. Oh, she's so funny. I just really think I am her. Between her and what is the little girl in Remember the Titans? What is her name? Cheryl... Yes. Between Cheryl, Cheryl and... Cheryl Yost. Cheryl Yost and Leanne Tui are 
the two yeah. women in this world that combined to make my personality. Cheryl Yost, growing up, was like my idol. Mm-hmm. And the, the scene? The scene. Yeah, like, oh, no, I Cheryl, know what you're talking about. I do not, not care. care. <laughs> yes, literally that was, all of my like girlfriends growing up, they'd be like, I love you, but I literally don't know like, what you're I talking don't about, nor do I care. I'm like, no. okay, great, thank you. I used to go to high school football games, and I'd be like, they're running the wrong route, and I don't yeah. know what they're doing, and they're fall. And my friends would be like, Huh? Okay, Lauren, so, if you're listening to this, I'm talking about you. <laughs> so I was in the band in high school, right? Again, my hidden oh, like, no. secret. Molly pulling into her tuba. Womp, I did not womp. play the tuba, first of all. I played the clarinet. Did you talk to the other band kids No, but listen, it? yes. I used to have like a little, whenever, before I was drum major, and I was sitting in the stands. You were drum like, major? Yeah, for the for two years. I did not know Anyways, that. whenever I was sitting in the stands and actually play my clarinet, like before then, I would have like a little football academy, and I would teach all the people around me about football, and they loved it. And I remember one time... I started crying because the color guard, we punted the ball, right? The other team called a fair catch. They catch the ball, and our team starts, like, our, our color guard started booing our team. And I was like, guys, that's what's supposed to happen. I was like, that's, I, I like, literally started crying. Like, they booed like, you guys for not hitting him? No, we, they booed our team because we punted the ball, and the other team caught the ball. Oh. Just a standard fair catch punt. And they were booing because they thought we were supposed to catch the ball, I guess. I don't know. I just remember crying, being like, I don't know how to help these people. You want to hear something really funny? <laughs> like, they're trying so hard to care. Molly's definitely they... a stress crier. Oh, yeah. <laughs> One time my husband like, I don't know what to do. Molly's <laughs> crying. Everyone's like, why are you crying? I don't even know how to explain to you why I'm crying. <laughs> I have one worse for you. One time, my high school football team, the gunner, so the guy, like, on the mm-hmm. farce, who, like, yeah. sprint. Yeah. He made it all the way down the field. The punt bounced off of his helmet. Oh, no. It landed in the arms of the returner. Also, guess what, guys? In case you didn't know, Texas is back. And by back, I mean they went from 22 to 21. Yeah! Sam Ellinger is going to bring them home, boys. I just want you to know that in the article it says, the Longhorns aren't winning pretty, but they're winning nonetheless. <laughs> I mean, look, they're 5-2. and two. Okay, that's not really... That's like not bad. That's not bad, considering that earlier in the season, I'm pretty sure I called Tom Herman, won the devil, and said that Texas was the biggest disappointment in my life. I'll call Texas an $8 cupcake right now. Eight? Ooh. I wouldn't pay 12. No, I would not pay 12. I don't think I'd pay 8, but I think there's someone out there who would pay 8. I would pay nothing for them. Fair enough, fair enough. I wouldn't pay, I wouldn't want them. I think Sam Ellinger is a solid quarterback, and so that is a big part of it. Do I think that Texas deserves to be higher than 21? I'd give them, like, maybe to 17, and that's where I'd probably cut them off. (laughs) Okay. What else do we have to talk about in the top 25? That's it for me, personally. Yeah, I think that the rest of the top 25 is, like, pretty standard. I feel like what... I feel like top 10 is standard. You have a couple of people who kind of came out of nowhere, but these programs have been building in the past, so it makes sense that they're there. Has Indiana been building in the past? I don't know, but since (laughs) Indiana has, Miami's coming back around. I'm such... Again, Florida sports. Kennedy, enough with the Florida sports. I really wish- I'm with you. I'm with you for everyone except for, except for University of yeah. Florida. And I know why that is. It's just because I've been conditioned to hate No, them. I understand. 
I just Pepe. I'm a big fan of Miami <laughs> football. I want Miami football to be so good every year. But no, I'm the no, same way. Like, you just like Manny Diaz. No, I like Derek King. And Derek King, but you really just like Manny Diaz. Okay, Derek Manny King's Diaz is year. such a I. Mm. <laughs> no, we got her started. We have to suffer now. <laughs> Alrighty, well, that is all I have to say about the top 25, but I'm not done with college football yet. I, I have notes on college football. I, I would like to say something. College football is currently a dumpster fire. It's football just is right now. really bad right now, and it's because of Corona. And, and like honestly, like it happens, but also it's all happening at the same time, specifically in the SEC. For this week, Auburn, Mississippi State is postponed. Texas a and Tennessee is postponed. Alabama, LSU is postponed. You know what I find really interesting? Wait, so is that the second game LSU's had to miss? Yes. yes. But only the first one that was their fault. Yeah, because the Florida LSU game was Florida's fault. <laughs> that's, that's God cursing Florida for Dan Mullen saying that he wanted a full stadium, and then their entire team got corona in like three days. And yeah. this season is God cursing LSU for being LSU. See, and the fact that LSU lost four how, Okay, how you feel about Florida, like the University of Florida, is how you is feel, how about I feel about LSU. Yes, I agree. I liked LSU before Joe Burrow. I would like to point that out. Mm-hmm. Because I almost went there. Right, we've talked about this. But... You're a big LSU baseball gal. Yeah. But then I was an LSU football girl because of literally just Joe Burrow. But now I could not care less. You're not a Miles Brennan girl? Have you... I was about to be mean. He spells Miles M-Y-L-E-S. I know that. Also, no, I'm not. Can't say that I am. But yeah, COVID is taking over. I feel like I don't give Alabama Athletics enough credit when it comes to the bubble they have created within mm-hmm. their athletes. It's really impressive, and they've done a really good job of keeping athletes safe and healthy. Mm-hmm. And so our athletes have been in a really good place where we haven't had any football players test positive for COVID. And we've been really fortunate to have our people stay healthy. And anytime a game gets canceled, for example, when Missouri-Alabama volleyball got canceled, it was because Missouri volleyball got COVID. When LSU-Alabama football got canceled because LSU got COVID, it's not because Bama we are carrying COVID around, which is surprising. It's Bama actually better than every school ever Uh in every way. Including coronavirus. Including coronavirus prevention. Listen, coronavirus national championships. Four athletes. National championships. Oh, yeah, the regular students. The regular students. No, 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 no. But COVID-19 national champions here at the University of Alabama. Alrighty, well, college football, let's see how it goes. I'm excited to see how the rest of the season plays out. My dad has a prediction that we won't play a national championship game on time, or we won't play one at all. The national championship is supposed to be on my sister's 18th birthday. Oh, happy birthday. How exciting. So we'll see if that actually happens. Who's your top performance of the week? Molly, do you want to go first? I'll go first. Great job, Molly. Okay, my top performance of the week is, let's, well, let me take a step back and say, I'm going to talk about the future of the NFL. And by the future of the NFL, I mean two quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Quarterbacks. What in the hell just came out? Quarterback. This past weekend, the Dolphins played the Cardinals. Two versus Kyler. Yeah. So, two versus Kyler. Very good matchup. The Dolphins benched Ryan Fitzpatrick, obviously, to a starting. It was a second start. And so it was a really good opportunity to see him grow and to see what he can do. 
against another NFL team. But what I want to point out is that it was a literal quarterback duel. Tua ended up with 248 yards and two touchdowns. Even though he came out with the win, Kyler ended up with 283 yards, three touchdowns, 106 rushing yards, plus a rushing score. Dang. That's insane for both of these quarterbacks to have come in the league in the past three years and to do what they're doing Mm -hmm. is crazy to me. My top performance of the week is Emmanuel Sanders, New Orleans Saints, because... Tell me why I have had nothing but a heartache. You have had. I have had a really rough fantasy football season. (laughs) My team was plagued with injuries. I had Nick Chubb. We all know what happened to Nick Chubb. He's coming back. I had Julio Jones, who was out there for a hot second. I had Leonard Fournette, who was out there for a hot second. I have Mark Ingram, who is out right now. I have Miles Gaskins, who is out right now. (laughs) Literally, between my wide receiver and my running back core, I had, like, maybe one player between the two positions, and you need two receivers, two running backs, and a flex. Mm -hmm. So I was basically, like... Dead. Throwing my hands up and saying, Lord, please help me. (laughs) So... This past week, oh, and then on top of that, the only wide receiver that I could keep healthy was freaking Amari Cooper. And then Dak Prescott got hurt. I, <laughs> I, for, I like didn't think about the fact that Amari Cooper was playing with a third string quarterback this weekend. And so I picked up Emmanuel Sanders at literally the last minute. Like it was one of the only, I picked him up after the 12 o'clock games had started. So my only options were guys who hadn't started their games yet. And he got me 13.8 points, and I ended up winning in fantasy this week for only the second time this season. (laughs) And so I credit that win to him and credit that win to the fact that I was able to pull something out of my literal butt. I have a top performance of the week. I just thought of it right now because I forgot to find one. This this, I'm going to throw it back to last night for the Monday Night Football game. My top performance is Joe Flacco. Okay, first of all... First of all, Emily called him Joe Flacco and then proceeded to say, I thought he was dead. Yeah, that tweet on our Twitter, that was me quoting Emily. Because she said, Joe Flacco's dead, Joe, right? Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco's I wanna, dead, I just right? need to get the put across that she did not say Flacco. She, she said, Joe Flacco's dead, right? And then I repeated it, and she took a video of it and tweeted it. He is someone, he is someone whose name sounds like a player that's already in the Hall of Fame and is dead. Okay, I really think her brain is thinking Joe Madden. No, it's not Joe, Joe Madden. Joe Montana? No. Is I, it the Joe or is it the Flacco? I think it's the Flacco. We're, it's Flacco! <laughs> I think it's... There's no one, no one oh, in my Who is a prominent brain. jet? Hang on. None. Sam <laughs> Frankenstein. Jets yeah. in the Hall of Fame. Hang on. Oh my god. Do the Jets have anybody? Joe Namath! Oh. Joe Namath is also dead. not dead. All he's right. very much alive. All right. He's my, he, you know, him, my grandpa. But what? Oh, really? They played together. I didn't know that. Do you know where Joe Namath went to college? Here? You just guessed that. You just guessed I that. I don't 
Broadway Joe. The the reason that Alabama, the reason that Bear Bryant has houndstooth is because Joe. Okay, so Joe Namath was the quarterback that essentially created the concept of the the AF of the AFC and the NFC, like the NFL as we know it today. Because at the time when players were getting drafted, both, they were two separate conferences and they could bid for players. They could get drafted in both leagues and depend on which one to sign for. And Joe Namath coming out of college had the highest contract of a player so far. Obviously today it makes no comparison, but Bear Bryant got the hat from the Jets owner at the time, gave him the houndstooth fedora Mm -hmm. in an attempt to get Joe to side with them, which he ended up doing. Not because of the houndstooth hat. Not because of the houndstooth hat, but like he (laughs) he gave him the hat. That's where the famous houndstooth came from. Joe Namath, I credit him with being the player who started the merge of the the, AFC and what we know as the NFL today. Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. Okay, so I know that they're two different people, but when I saw Flacco on the back of that jersey, I was like, I thought he was way older than still playing. But anyway, he's my top performance of the week because he almost beat the Patriots. He almost beat the out of, the freaking heck out of Cam Newton, except they won. So. He had 262 yards, three touchdowns. He did throw an interception, but... Um, how many yards? Six. I think, like, you know, the Jets suck. And they didn't suck so bad against the Patriots. And so that's my top performance. Very nice. Alrighty, bottom performances of the week. My bottom performance is really funny because my bottom performance was Emily's top performance. And in on my notes, I literally put the poor old Jets. <laughs> uh-huh. The Jets are 0-9. They're in last place in the AFC East. <laughs> they did almost beat the Patriots, but once again, the Patriots aren't that good this year, so it doesn't mean much. They're 32nd in total offense out of 32, 27th in total defense, 31st in total special teams. Out of 32? The Jets are really, really, really bad. Can you tell? I don't watch NFL football. Well, it's just, I I don't watch the Jets either they're just for some reason did we watch that game this weekend it was oh it was i was like i don't know why i had it on i don't know why we would ever choose to watch the jets patriots game also why we would get that game like location wise but yeah they're my bottom performance of the week and and it's more a pity performance of the week i just feel really bad for the jets i actually don't feel bad for the jets i don't care about the jets but they're just they're so bad it's just it was just (laughs) it's just kind of like oh the Jets. Yeah. So to clarify, I had a top, I didn't have a top performance. And so that was why that was my top performance. And it was the first thing I thought of. Good. That's okay. Kennedy, tell me what your bottom performance of the week is. Okay, so last week I talked about Michigan football. <laughs> is it your bottom performance again? Yes. Okay, to be fair, I understand. Yeah. <laughs> My we, dad was literally sitting there this weekend and he was like, he, he was literally having a moment. He was like, how did they get so bad? I was like, dad, you don't even care about Michigan football. And he was like, I know, it's just sad. They lost to Indiana. Yeah, but after yeah, this good. There's no communication on the field. The quarterback situation is just sad. The, the defense looks like absolute garbage. My, uh... 
my bottom performance mm-hmm. is not so much of a performance, but a collective organization. Mm-hmm. Um, the Clemson. The Clemson. That's fair. No, the Clemson. The that's, Clemson. That's yeah, it. I get it. Oh, because Dabo it's is because a Dabo is a nightmare. Dabo literally argued his way into a blatant pass interference call. Out of a pass interference call. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Oh, they got, yeah, 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 took the flag up. away. If Nick Saban did that, if Nick Saban did that, the Alabama bias people would crawl out of their little devil holes and be like, they here's the thing. all the calls and they this and that. But because it's Dabo and poor old little Clemson who never gets any respect, no one's going to say anything about it. Here's my thing. Nick Saban would never do that because he's too classy for that. Again, yeah. All I know, all I know out of anything in my life, if I've ever known anything before, it is that I fully believe with every being in me that we will never, ever, ever attempt to have Dabo as our head coach, and he will never coach at the University of Alabama, and I am so fine with that. No, yeah, I'm absolutely okay with that. And I think it's funny that Clemson's so worried that he's going to come here that they put a, put clause, a clause in his in contract. contract. Like, listen, we don't want Wait, him. we don't want him. It just turns me so upside down. Is that like a... Just go with it. Because I was going to say it just turns keep me going. off, but, but I didn't want to say that. Oh, you know what really turns me off? Do you want to know? Dabo, sweetie. You want to know what really grinds my gears is when Clemson just they just they just hit that nerve for me for some reason where it's like the only reason you get recognition is because you have Trevor Lawrence and he looks like. Um, well, they also won those. Yeah, they have won a few national championships. Okay. They also had Deshaun Watson. But also, listen to me here. (laughs) The only reason they're getting recognition right now is because they have Trevor Lawrence. And Trevor Lawrence, no. Bye. I don't like him. I will say Travis Etienne may be one of the... I I like Travis Etienne. I I like him a lot. He might be the best running back in college football. Uh, My specific bottom performance of the week is the fact that the flag got just taken away. Like, yeah. you know, just got taken away. Yeah. Which is like a thing, but it was just because it, like, he was yelling. Like, it wasn't... It was blatantly pass interference. And that's what really mm-hmm. does it for me. I also had a problem with the fact that Trevor Lawrence literally has COVID and he was on the sideline and taking his mask off and interacting with players and standing yeah. next to Dabo the whole time. Yeah. It was just... I just got a bad vibe from it. And I know a lot of coaches do this too, but Dabo was taking his mask off to yell at the refs. Yeah, it's just not, anyways, not we're never Dabo on this podcast. If you think Dabo should be our next head coach, don't ever listen to another episode. Yeah, we don't need you here. I like yeah. literally or if you want to argue with me about it, I will fight you to the death on this one. Good. All right. But yes. I think we've exhausted <laughs> sports altogether except we still have to answer questions. Every single week we answer your questions, the listeners. We have a bunch to talk about today. Ranging from all the sports, we've kind of we took a break from baseball this week, but don't worry, we have some questions that hit on baseball. Yeah. I'm excited to talk about what's going on. But first, we talked about the football top twenty-five. Do we think Notre Dame should have jumped Clemson? First question from the listeners. No. You don't think so? No. I don't think so because I think Clemson wins that game with Trevor Lawrence. I agree. And I think Clemson is a better team than Notre Dame mm-hmm. overall. And 
I I understand. Okay, I think that if, if this were the college football playoff committee making this pick, they wouldn't have yes. put Notre Dame over Clemson because they take those sort of things into more consideration yes. when they're deciding this, but because it's still the AP poll. Again, why it it's only sense. 95% right. objective. So, no, I don't I don't think that Notre Dame should have jumped Clemson. I don't think that they're better than Clemson. I don't think Ohio State's better than Clemson. No, I don't think... At this point, from what I've seen from Ohio State, I don't think they're better than Clemson. If Clemson-Notre Dame is the ACC championship game, that is where it's going to be a little bit more tricky because mm-hmm. Clemson, I feel like having Trevor Lawrence back is going to win that game for sure. Yes. Unless I think that, some act of God happens. Right. I think if Clemson wins, Notre Dame is not in the top four. I agree. So. All right. Next question. Baseball. Yay. I know what this question's going to be already. Where does Trevor Bauer go? That's not where, where I thought that was going. I Here's the thing, and this is the only answer that can be given for this question. No idea. Not a clue. No idea. I think the Red Sox have a chance. I think there's a lot of teams that have a chance. That's the problem. You can make a case for, for a lot over of half of the teams. There are two teams you can't make no, a case I, for. No, you can make a case for 28 out of the 30 teams. Uh-huh. And we know what the two are because we've already discussed And technically this. you can make a case for the other two. I just, in my personal opinion. I think you can make a case for 29 out of 30 because I think of those two teams that we've talked about before, only one of them could afford him. Yeah. He quote tweeted someone that said, I actually think Bauer would be a great personality in New York. The kind of guy fans would endorse. We're in the entertainment business. And Trevor Bauer quoted it and said, nah, baseball isn't entertainment. It's boring and personality isn't allowed. And this is Bauer, and this Bauer guy is going to be terrible in the New York media. Big head case. Couldn't handle it. No, I agree. The Yankees could not handle him. Nope. So we'll see where Trevor Bauer signs. Is it going to be with the Braves? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think so at this point. I'll be a little sad about it, but once I see uh, Mike Soroka back on the mound, I'll be fine. That's fair. All right. What about, do we have any thoughts about Francisco Lindor? I don't know enough to speak on it. But I, I, again, I just, it's it's not as big of a toss-up as Trevor Bauer where he's going to sign. But it's still a toss-up. Right. But I'm, act- I'm, I'm more interested. No, I'm not. I'm interested to see where Lindor Francisco goes. Lindor is going to Yes, say. I agree. Just because his options are, although they're less than Trevor Bowers, I think they're more interesting. And I think that because he's a position player, yes. it makes it. Uh, when we're talking about Trevor Bauer signing somewhere, we're talking about someone pitching. Ev- Everybody in the needs spot pitchers every x amount of uh-huh. days. But when we're talking about Francisco Lindor, we're talking about someone who's starting, so you're starting every guy single every day. game. Yep. So I think it's a little bit different. But yeah, I'm excited to see I where he go. goes. Again, I just don't. I don't know. All right, next question: Will the NBA see more injuries because they're starting another season so soon? I, I don't know. It depends on. I don't know. I don't think so. Just because I feel like injuries in basketball are very different than injuries in... It, again, it's, it's what we've been talking about Goes the whole back team. To, yeah. it, it's so different by league. And I it don't know that... They play so many games. Right. But they're also, their bodies are so conditioned yes. to be used to playing that many so games. many games. Hundreds of They're games. only playing, what, a 72-game season anyways? Yeah. I think those are all the questions from our listeners. I think that's all we have this week. Do you have anything to add? No. 
Have a wonderful rest of your week. Enjoy <laughs> the sports this weekend. There's not Although many of them. there's not many anymore because of COVID. I mean, just college football in the SEC. Follow us on our social media platforms. Our Instagram is Thursday's FTG Podcast. Our Twitter is Thursday's FTG. And you can find us on Facebook. Just go ahead and look up Thursdays are for the girls. You can also follow me on social media, guys. My name is Emily. If you haven't met me, hi, how are you? Um, my Instagram is at em.valerio. Um, spell it. My Twitter is at isn't underscore Emily. And what I've decided, I have a YouTube channel, guys. We know this. I've been plugging it. I haven't posted anything. But I am doing Vlogmas this year again. I'm putting that into the world. Speaking it into existence. Speaking it into existence. I am willing it. I believe in manifestation. It's going to be wonderful. So stay tuned for December 1st for my first vlog back, baby. Mollis. You can follow me on Twitter at Molly J. Gardner. And that's it. <laughs> uh, my Twitter is Kennedy Nicole ninety, and my Instagram is Kennedy Pleth P L I E T H, and Kennedy is spelled just like the president. Yeah, I think that is all we have this week for all of you. We had some good top twenty five conversation, and the world is weird, people. All right, well, see you guys next time. Sports. Sports.